This is most certainly true. The Lamb of God who was long foretold has come to be our sacrifice. Jesus offered himself and graciously shed his blood in our place so that we could be forgiven. And now we have the assurance of life and glory with him forever in heaven. Join us to look to the Lamb through this sermon recently delivered at Grace. The second reading from the book of Revelation, chapter 7. We see the Lamb is also the shepherd. These words will serve as a basis for today's sermon. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes or holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who are coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Take a look at the world around us with me for a moment this morning. There's wars. We have the Russian invasion of Ukraine that is going on over 70 days now without any end in sight. There's lots of crime happening. The city of Milwaukee is on pace to break the record for the most homicides in a year. Pedestrians are being killed as they walk along the sidewalks because of reckless driving. We're over two years into a worldwide pandemic that just doesn't seem to want to quit. On top of that, the, the stock market has been absolutely volatile in this last week, and the economy is wreaking havoc on everyone's lives. And add to that, the, the hot topic this last week was abortion and a woman's right to choose. And those are just things that took place in this past seven days since you last were here in worship. Look at your own life. You have lots of troubles, heartaches, stresses, and anxieties. The body keeps having its aches and pains. Cancer seems to strike whoever it wants. Death is a regular part of our life, whether it's expected or unexpected, and yet it's still sad every time. You have your glaring weaknesses that are always in front of you, your doubts that overwhelm you, your guilt, 
that can weigh heavy on you. And if you look around at the, the spiritual state of our society, it is sad. There's nothing to be proud of. You know, there are a lot of people that have a lack of trust, a lack of acceptance, a, see a lack of need for anything religious. And in fact, more and more people are falling away from the Christian faith. And maybe you know someone like that, that friend who was in worship so regularly every Sunday, but now has forsaken God. And it's sad. It's frustrating. Maybe you look at these types of circumstances in your life and you just find yourself in different moments saying, are we just on a losing end? God gave a vision to the disciple and gospel writer, John. It's a vision he recorded for us and we call it the book of Revelation. And he gave that vision and that message to John to share with the early Christian churches who were undergoing some very serious persecution. It was a very dark time in their lives, so much so that these, these believers in Jesus were wondering if it was really worth it following Jesus and if it was the right thing. You know what God's response to that was? He said that these hardships were going to come to his church and to his people. Jesus said and actually preached in Matthew chapter 24 about the end times and what it would look like. And in very similar language, Revelation chapter 6, so just prior to our reading for today, describes this vision in which the Lamb on the throne has a scroll with seven seals, very much like what is pictured for us, portrayed for us underneath our altar here. And as the Lamb is opening each one of these seals, another different calamity is, is strewn upon the earth. Uh, wars, famines, earthquakes, death, spiritual challenges. It actually doesn't seem all that different than the world we live in today, does it? And here's why. We are living in the times that God is describing for John in this vision in Revelation. God tells us that the world is going to become even more overrun by sin. And so if you are sitting back thinking that maybe if you just went to church more often or we just planted some more churches around our world or converted more Christians and everything would be better in this world, we are, we are sorely mistaken. We live in a world that is infected with and influenced by sin. Well, now that I have thoroughly brought us deep down into a dark pit, and how rude of me to do that on a Mother's Day of all days, right? Happy Mother's Day. Let me now take you to the Word of God that's before us today in Revelation chapter 7. Because in the midst of the, the, the opening of these seals and all the calamities and all the troubles that are coming upon the earth, God interjects after the sixth seal, before the seventh is open, God interjects and he shares with us a much needed and important message of hope. That even though there can be so many disappointments in this life and we so often can look around and think that everything is lost in this world, God shows us that there is victory. There's victory through the Lamb. Listen again to these words of the Lord. After this I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. 
Here God gave John a vision of the eternal church in heaven. And what did he see? He saw this multi-ethnic melting pot of people more than he could ever even begin to count. People from every nation. And this just takes me back to what God had promised to the Old Testament believer Abraham when he said, Abraham, you are going to be the father of a great nation of more people than sand on the seashore and stars in the night sky. And this to a guy who was old and had no kids. But here we see it fulfilled. And what a beautiful and important picture and reminder that no matter how divisive we might make our world, dividing it by things like race and ideology and gender and whatever else, there is something that does unite us better than anything else. And it's a victory that comes through Jesus. In fact, this picture that we have before the throne of God reminds me of something that took place here in Milwaukee about a year ago in July. About a year ago, most of Milwaukee gathered together to celebrate the NBA championship that the Milwaukee Bucks won. And I went down to the parade a few blocks away from here, and, and it was like this picture from Revelation. I looked down Water Street, and all I could see were people, more than I could even begin to count, of all sorts of races and languages and backgrounds. And everyone there is decked out in Bucks gear, waving flags up in the air, cheering for the victors. And it's like for a moment, Milwaukee set aside all of its differences and said, we're going to celebrate this victory. Now, as cool as that was, it was only temporary. Now, maybe it'll happen again. We're going on a good streak. But it was temporary. And it was nowhere close to comparing to the joy and the celebration of the victory of heaven. It is far better, far better than, than a basketball tournament championship or winning a promotion at work or maybe even winning the lottery and millions of dollars. Far greater than that is the victory over sin and death and the troubles of this world. And in the book of Revelation, God is showing us that even though the battle is raging all around us, within and without, God shows us that there is victory that is sure and secure. And we only need to look to the multitude in this this picture who are not dressed in bucks gear but in beautiful white robes of righteousness and not waving banners and flags but are waving the palms of victory and notice who they are attributing that victory to. They cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. You are rescued from your sin and from the punishment that your sin deserves. You are forgiven and are given a new life today and always. That victory is yours because of Jesus, the holy, blameless Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, that Jesus who died at death for you and rose to live eternally so that he can give you the victory of life. Jesus is the precious sacrifice that pays for the sins of all the world, your sins and mine, and he now sits on the throne as the victor that we stand around to celebrate now and forever. And no matter how many people will deny Jesus or push the gospel aside, And no matter how many people hurt or harm one another, none of that can negate what Jesus did for us as our Savior. The victory is won. 
And no matter how dark your sin might be, no matter how wicked our world might become, that cannot cancel the celebration and the victory that is secure for us in heaven. There is victory through the Lamb. And that's the Lord's whole point. The point of revelation, the point of this account before us. To show us that no matter what takes place in this world, no matter how fierce the battle might be, the victory has been won. So keep your eyes and your faith focused on the victory that is won by Jesus, even when the troubles of this world might weigh heavily upon you, because through faith in Jesus, your place at the celebration is secure. Now, gathered around the throne of God, we're not just the multitudes of, of believers and saints, but all the angels and the elders. And one of the elders asked, who are all these multitudes of people who are, are dressed in the white robes? This was the answer. These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Now, the great tribulation that he speaks about here is the hardships and the sufferings that Jesus said would happen to his people and to his church in this life. Jesus said this in, in John chapter 16 when he said, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Maybe you've heard it said that life is like a roller coaster. Maybe you understand that a little bit too. Life has its ups and downs, its high points, its low points, its twists and turns, and sometimes something, some kind of trouble that just throws you off for a loop. Jesus said life was going to be like that. That even for his people, there are going to be troubles. But don't be overwhelmed. Because in Jesus, riding along with us through this life, we know that we will coast into the end of the ride, coast into heaven where we will celebrate joy and eternal life. And this picture from the book of Revelation shows us, it gives us the proof that there is victory and there is joy and there is life with God forever. We will one day be pulled out of this time of tribulation and our stained clothes, stained with our sin and with our guilt, is washed clean with the greatest cleaning detergent of all, the blood of our Savior Jesus. One of the best parts about having that victory in the Lamb is enjoying the eternal peace and comfort and joy that comes because our Lamb is also the shepherd, our good shepherd. The lesson says, For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd so not only is Jesus the sacrificial lamb that paid the price for the sins of all the world, but because of his victory as the living Savior, he is now the shepherd, the good shepherd who guards and protects and watches over his flock, you, his people. And John goes on to describe for us the beautiful blessings that you get to enjoy because you are underneath the care of the good shepherd. It starts at verse 15. If you'd like to follow along, you are welcome to do that. I'm going to read through all these blessings. It starts off, They are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. 
And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence, or literally will set up his tent among them. Now, in these opening three verses, these three lines, we see that real and complete and full joy is found in being in the eternal presence of God. To realize that in, in so many times in our life where we feel like God is, 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 with, is outside of the picture, that he's not among us, to know that God is with us and will be with us and dwell among us forever as our good shepherd. In verse 16, it continues, Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. Those four lines describe the freedom that you will have from the effects of sin in this world. No more hunger, no more thirst, no more pain, no more discomfort. All of those things that you know so well and are are so accustomed to in this life are all going to be gone. Removed from us. Never again will we experience those things as we dwell in the presence of God in, in heaven. And finally, the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. The one who has rescued us and laid down his life is your good shepherd, who will find you when you are lost, who will care for you and provide for you and carry you to be there in, with him in heaven. And as that good shepherd, he will lead them to springs of living water. Jesus leads you to the quiet and refreshing life that is found in the promises and words of God's holy word. And finally, God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, everything that causes you to weep in this life, persecution, death, pain, and troubles. They will be forever removed from you as you dwell in the presence of God in heaven. Just let those blessings sink in for a moment. One of the real blessings of this list that John shares with us, uh, there is a great blessing. One of the things maybe that you recognize in the book of Revelation is that there's a lot of symbolism, uh, a lot of imagery that is used here, especially when it comes to numbers. Well, the number 10 is one that I want you to have on your mind. The number 10 has this idea of completeness, of fullness. I don't know if you're counting along with me as I read those blessings that come from the Good Shepherd, but there are 10 of them, which reinforces this beautiful idea that we need to realize just how full and complete our joy is going to be in heaven as we dwell in the presence of our Good Shepherd. And how full and complete the removal of all sin and wickedness and suffering is going to be in heaven. Because of our Savior, because of the victory we have through the Lamb, that joy and that presence with God is ours now and forever. Now you are going to have seasons of suffering in this life. Especially because we are Christian people who still live in a world that is infected by sin. But I pray that you see the victory that John saw. And that he shares with us this morning. It's a victory that is secure. Our Savior lives. It's a victory that is yours through faith in your Savior Jesus. It's a victory that assures you that there is everlasting and full joy and the wickedness of this life and this world will be forever removed as we dwell in the presence of our Lord. For there is a victory for you through the Lamb.
Thanks for listening. To learn more about God's grace, to support the work that we do to proclaim the love of Jesus in Milwaukee and around the world, and to find our schedule of special worship services, please visit www.gracedowntown.org today. And we'd love to have you join us for worship sometime soon. This grace is for you.